Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh? I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without work is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church just five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't saw nothing but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate.
everybody. Don't be surprised. It's your boy coming back again to you today, hump day, Wednesday. You know what day it is. It's your host, Lamont Patterson, and you're listening to I Am Indy. You know what I like to say? If you made it this far, with big boy's help upstairs, you know we can make it the rest of the way. At least that's my belief anyway, and I hope it is yours also. Today, like always, you know, we got a great show lined up for you. Um, I'm going to put on my boots and uh, do what I do, you know. Today we're going to do my little country thing because, you know, basically I'm a country boy. In every which way, anyway, you know, but for the ones that don't know, i just let you in on a little personal secret. But anyway, we got our guest today, Mr. James Lee Baker. Let me see if he's in the building. Mr. Baker, hey, I'm here. with us. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yourself? Oh, man, I can't complain. And like the, the people like to say on this end of the world, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Huh, nice. And I hope the same for you, man. Well, you know, congratulations. Let me say that first and foremost, you know, of all the great success you've been having, man. I had an opportunity to um, put my ear on your music, man, and, and I love everything I've heard so far. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. I'm trying, I'm trying to work hard. Well, you know, that's the only way we're going to get there, as we say. Well, give me one little brief second, uh, Mr. Baker. Today, everybody, we got Mr. James Lee Baker joining us, who's a classically trained musician. Mr. Baker fuses influences from acoustic guitar and songwriters like David Mead, Ellis Paul, John Gorka, Gregory Allen, and one of my favorite, favorite artists, um, Mr. Bob Dylan. You know, yeah, um, yeah, that's my guy. You know, and it's you got so many, so many other accolades here. Um, can, can I, what do you like to be referred to, James Lee, or you like to be called your whole everything? James Lee's fine. All right. Okay. Well, James Lee, man, you have so many accolades here, and uh, I don't want to take up another hour telling everybody about all the great things you do but and have done. I'm going to leave a lot of it for you to tell our listeners about, but I know one thing, you know, we got a list of questions here for you, but I know one thing I like to do. I, I like you, uh, James Lee, to tell our listeners about James Lee. You know, my first thing is I know you didn't great, uh, just all of a sudden one day decide to be a great songwriter like yesterday. What I want to know from you is what got you inspired in this business? How did you start? Where did you start playing at? I mean, did your family play? You know, I want tell me tell our listeners some of that kind of stuff. How did you get going? Yeah, so I started music early when I was a child. My father was a musician, and so was my mother, um, at least part time. And um, yeah, I grew up listening to them play the record player and uh, listening to classic rock and gospel. And then I I was involved in music and church related functions and went to music camps in the summertime. So music was an integral part of my life growing up. Um, And when I was in high school, I started doing vocal competitions and singing in choir. And I picked up the acoustic guitar when I was 16, trying to fit in with with everyone. But I think around 17, I started writing my own songs. 
and discovering the creative process uh, that, that comes with it and started hitting open mics and things like that. And I had my first, you know, real like solo performance gig, professional gig. And when I was 20 years old, and I think I've just been working steadily every since then to, to try and get better at what I'm doing over the last few years, I've been focusing on honing the craft and getting better at it, um, taking vocal lessons uh, and songwriting coaching and going to songwriting retreats and festivals and workshops and taking classical guitar lessons. So really trying to work hard at creating a genuinely good product. And I'm starting to see dividends from that slowly. Um, It's a competitive industry, but at this point, yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, the arc of my music career so far. <laughs> what I mean, you know, one thing that jumped at, out at me was uh, the church. Uh, first of all, it seemed like we all kind of started and kind of went there um, uh, with the music. And you was fortunate enough to be able to do it early on in school, and that's one of my big things now, and uh, I try to um, – talk a lot about that on the shows too in turn hopefully some of our elected officials will start trying to put arts back in the school you know from an elementary um, age because now nowadays you know there's a lot of artists that are really computer literate but you know they don't really know how to play or you know read music or you know have um, you know those harmony classes you know those vocal classes that we were able to get at an early age in school yeah, I I I completely agree with you. I think that music theory in and understanding the art form as a craftsman is something that is is becoming a lost art for pe- for younger people. And you know, it it's like uh it, it it's like a a carpenter going into his shop and and not using 75% of his tools you know, to get his job done. He's not going to have an excellent product. He might get lucky and people might enjoy what he's got. And that does happen for a lot of artists, but I can't tell you how many people I I work, I meet in the industry and I start talking to them about, you know, a chord chart or, you know, changing from the one to the five or, and they just, you can just see the, the, their eyes glaze over because they don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, I completely, I completely get. I'm like, how are you make, you know? And 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 it doesn't mean that they have to suck. I mean, for example, Phil Kagey. Phil Kagey is a great guitar player, um, and a Christian rock, you know, a Christian musician, and um, he's he's phenomenal at what he does. But he doesn't. He can't read music. He he doesn't know music theory. He just knows the soul of the instrument so well that he just does it by ear and, and you know, he's learned that over time. So. Have you have you ran up on a situation where somebody? Because I have. Have you run up on a situation where somebody say, "Well, you know, if you play it for me, then I could play it." Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think that I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me because I am, I'm the same way. I'm very much an ear-driven musician. And so I sit and listen and I try to figure something out. And and I think that's great. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But it's sort of like learning to speak a language with 
you know, without actually taking any language classes, you know, uh, you, you will be able to get by, you will be able to speak the language, but you're not going to be able to have the edge over other people in terms of, you know, communication skills and, you know, the way you, you know, you handle yourself as a professional. So if you take that same metaphor and apply it to music, I think there's a lot of people out there who know music and they know it intuitively and they're good at what they do, but they don't have, they don't have the competitive edge. That's why there's so many independent musicians because, you know, everyone's trying to vie for exposure, but there's only a few people out there who are really busting, busting butt, you know, getting out there and working hard and learning the craft and, uh, you know, learning the business um, and making, making a name for themselves through, through their learning and their hard work. You know. Well, that's so important nowadays because the business is so competitive. I mean, there's once upon a time where um, we didn't have um, the Internet. We didn't have the home studios in order for you to go record a project, and I'm sure you know this too. In, in order for you to go record a project, you'd have to go to somebody else's studio where they even you know, invested half a million dollars and Nowadays, you can have a home studio for less than ten grand. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, I think. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's basic economics, right? The more supply you have, that the and the less demand you have, um, the 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 harder it's going to be to find opportunity as as an entrepreneur, right? In any industry, right. the reality is that our our product is cheap. Our product is free for the most part. Like people, you know, people might as well see it as free because they're paying ten dollars a month to have it. Um, and so we're not making any money on on selling our product anymore. And there's way too many people trying to do it. And so the end result is everybody. There's just all this white noise, you know. There's all this, all these people trying to get the same opportunities, and, and so it can be very daunting. But I think I do think the one thing that separates uh, the wheat from the shaft is 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 the learning, you know, the learning right. the craft, and you know. Well, unfortunately, that's where all the money is right now anyway, is into, into the uh, live performance, you know, for the artists. You know, um, the shows, the concerts, the, the live events. Yeah. Yeah, and as a folk artist, you know, I, I'd i love to just be a songwriter and, like, write songs for artists. But the problem is folk, every folk artist out there writes their own songs. So I'm in the wrong genre to to be able to get my songs pitched to artists. Ultimately I have to be an independent artist, which means I'm the only choice I have is to go out and perform. And that means I got to be okay with that lifestyle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about uh, your current album. Um, it's a home again. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I started writing the album in 2015, 2016. Um, many of the songs on that album were just, uh, you know, uh, created in, in Texas. Um, I was spending a lot of time there, and uh, I, I, I lived there for, you know, m my whole life up until I was 25, 24. And, and so 
I had come back, I had just moved back to Texas. And so that's why the album's name is Home Again. Um, but yeah, I, I've been, I had worked with um, a, a few musicians on a website called Fiverr. Um, and they basically provided all of the instrumentation, the session work. And then my producer here in Denver is, uh, kind of did the magic of mixing everything down. So I, 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 uh, I'm pretty pleased with the way it, it, it came out and we've had some good success with it this year. So, um, it, yeah, there's a lot of, there's, there's some good songs in there. I think some good stories too. Well, I know I put my ear on one, the one that jumped out at me, and I don't have a certain order to um, play your music. We have queued up here. Maybe I should, but I don't. But how about um, let's go on one that I kind of liked first, and then you could talk to us a little bit about that. And that particular song is Disappear for the Weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that song... Um is is done pretty well. I think in total between SoundCloud and Spotify, we've had over a quarter million streams in the last three months. So it's it's doing pretty good. Um, it's a song that I wrote when I was living in California. It's it's about getting away from the work week and from the, the grind and uh, just maybe going where it jumped out at me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why because I felt it was a California thing yes sir yeah because Highway 1 and, and I was in the Bay Area so getting on the 101 and going down you know to Santa Cruz or to Monterey or going up to uh, to Napa you know the, the Sausalito there's so many places you can go in California on the for a weekend especially in the LA area too um, so yeah, I, I love California. I, I like to say that my um, my my body is in in Colorado, but my heart is in California. Well, we're gonna have to get you to come back through here in California to do something in the near 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 future. So um, we're gonna play the song for our listeners and everybody. You know, like I like to say, let the windows down, turn your air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. This is disappear for the weekend by Mr. James Lee Baker.
Uh, at the same so time, though, you know, when, go ahead. No, when did you tune into uh, tech? I mean, did you start at when the early invent of the internet, or did you just get involved in it in the last two, three years? Well, I no, I've been in tech for a long time. Um, I'm, uh, I'm principally I, I'm a software engineer, um, and still do that to pay the bills. Um, you know, uh, that's my main gig, and uh, that helps facilitate the music. You know, and I know people they think, well, if if, if musicians are have full time jobs, then they're not professionals. But you know, I, I meet a lot of people this these this day and age who are who are uh, really successful in what they're doing in the music, but they still have day jobs. So I think that's the way of the future, especially given the way the market's changing. But yeah, I'm, I'm in tech as well. So I'm very savvy with computers and, you know, with the internet. Um, and I, I work for a social media company. So social media is a part of my life. Yeah. So it's, it's a good fit. I mean, they work hand in hand, kind of symbiotic. No, I mean, that's a blessing, and that's a powerful point, you know, and I'm glad to hear you bring that out because, uh, you know, I deal with a lot of artists that, that they're very, very established artists, man, but, you know, they kind of been been in the game for a minute, and they kind of miss that whole computer wave, you know what I mean? So, I mean, on one hand, you know, the career doesn't really depend on it, but for a new artist that's just starting out that that's not computer savvy, not computer lit, does not really engage with none of the social networking. Um, they don't really understand how the business works nowadays. You could be a great, fantastic artist, have a fantastic band, but if your social networking is not up to par, a lot of times, you know, you don't get the exposure that's, that, that you would deserve and that you're looking for. Now, a lot of times, you know, the industry look at your numbers, they look at their views before they even listen to your music. And um, in a way, that's kind of sad, but that's how the new A&R is working now. Yeah. So that's not an issue for you, my friend. So that's <laughs> good because you're yeah, on top of that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think you're right with people needing more exposure to tech. Um, it, it, there's just, it provides you with a lot of benefits that you don't get without it, right? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I mean, I'd love to deactivate my social networking accounts and, and go, go spend some time in the garden or something like that. Sometimes social media is, is a necessary evil for me um because i don't i've never been one to 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 want to promote myself it's hard to put yourself out there and say look at me like me like what i do without feeling there's a certain amount of of it that's not healthy for you so i think you know kids are deeply ingrained in 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 the you know the high level stuff of what tech has to offer but being able to get down underneath the surface and like really make good use of technology um, through delegation and, and things like that is really helpful. And I think it's something that, I think it may be a good market. You know, it's, it could be a good market for educating people. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, James Lee, your album uh, that you're working on now, do you have any videos that's going along with that? Yeah. So um, I have a couple lyric videos, but we're, we're going to be doing a full production music video for a song on there called If I Stay Here With You. 
And uh, that, that song's going to be released as a single in the fall. And so that's when the music video will be released. We start film production for that video this weekend. Um, so that's going to be the cherry on top. It'll be the last single. Um, and we're going to go all in with the video and put something out that's really professional. So. Well, so for everything I've heard, it sounds really professional. Um, we got uh, the first time queued up here for you. You want to tell our listeners a little bit about that song? Cool. Yeah, that's a good song, too. Do you want to hear what, did you did you say you wanted me to talk about it? Yeah, well, tell our listeners, I mean, what's up with it? I mean, you know, what's it about? Well, it, it, about? it was an, the idea was that I was having a conversation with my former self. You know, like, imagine me as a 16-year-old sitting in the passengers, I mean, in the driver's seat of a, of a stick shift, about to drive a car for the first time. And sitting next to me is somebody is me that's 20 years older. <laughs> so that's kind of like the idea I had was if I could have a conversation with my younger self, you know, what would I, what would I value? What would I say? And one of the things that came to mind was just, you know, everything that I've experienced in life that has been very memorable, um, it's always unique the first time I experience it. And sometimes when I go back to experience it again, I, it's a different experience. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't, um, you know, but the first time I've tried something is always an unforgettable and unique experience. That's awesome. And heavy at the same time. Well, everybody, Mr. James Lee Baker is here with us, so you know what to do. Let your windows down and turn the air conditioner up and put your ear on this. This is the first time.
Yes. We're back with James Lee Baker, and that was the first time, man. I'm loving the instrumentation, man. Thanks, man. You hear a lot of stuff in there you don't hear in that, you know, arrange some of the arrangements that you use. Um, tell me something. What is a do pro? Mm-hmm. The what? A D O P I mean D O B R O. Oh, Dobro. Yeah, so the yeah, Dobro is it's complicated to explain, but um there's a certain type of guitar called a resonator guitar. It's an acoustic instrument that has um a metal configuration in the middle of the instrument. Uh it it looks like a it, it, I don't know. It looks like a circle um, that has holes in it um, and it's made of metal. Uh, and underneath that plate um, is is a set of cones um, that are also made of metal. And what that does is it's it's essentially a natural acoustic amplifier for the instrument. So it it amplifies the sound, making it louder. And and the side effect of that is it has a more metallic sound to it um the resonator guitar uh comes in two flavors one a regular acoustic guitar with a resonator unit in it and the the strings are uh above the neck like a regular acoustic guitar and that's what we would call a resonator but there's another type of resonator called a dobro and dobros are basically the same exact thing as a resonator but the difference is the strings are the lifted above the neck of several inches using a large uh, bridge nut and um, a neck a bridge and neck nut. Um, so, so the strings never touch the frets, even if you fret the instrument. I mean, you could technically fret it, but the bottom line is that dobros are typically played with a slide. Um, so you hold the slide in your hand, you lay the dobro on your lap. And you you slide it, and then you use your your fingers to pick it, sort of like a uh, like a steel guitar, a lap steel guitar. Um, and it's you get it's that classic country sound. It's not the the twang that you get in the background where uh, that's a steel guitar. The dobro is that sort of sounds like a country dirt road kind of sound, you know. See how you just educated millions of up-and-coming guitar players that probably wanted to know what that was and didn't know how to ask or who to ask. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a good thing, because I sure didn't know, and I just learned something. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so James Lee, uh, you got it nominated for a bunch of awards, I understand. So tell our listeners about that. Oh, yeah. So um, last year, John O'Hara, run, who runs a songwriting performance grant, reached out to me um, because he heard my song Two Cageless Birds on the radio in Pennsylvania, I believe, and wanted to award me a songwriter's performance grant um, for um, for for the song, and so I I use that grant for, to to you know pay for like getting getting booking secured and traveling and that sort of thing. 
Um, there's been a number of other things that have kind of taken place. Um, you know, I, I recently got selected by uh, the, the Wildflower Festival in Richardson, Texas. They have an annual songwriting competition, and I was a, a finalist for that. Um, when I actually just performed there last week, and I posted a video of that performance yesterday. So that was a good opportunity for exposure. And aside from that, we've had a lot of success on a, a variety of music charts uh, so far. So, uh, and I was I was I was given an opportunity to be presented in Billboard magazine uh, late last year as an emerging artist. Oh, that's wonderful, man! That's fantastic too. Man, you was in Richardson, Texas, man. That's right down the street from where my hometown is. Oh, yeah? Where's that? Yeah. And, and this place called Bonham, Texas. I'm like oh, okay. uh, 45, 45 minutes, kind of like northeast of Richardson and that whole little area. Right on. Where the yeah, food, I grew, where I grew the up in Amarillo. Still, where, the food is, where the food is still good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. See, what the food is a whole lot different down there than it is out here. That's for dogs, I'm sure. But listen, uh, James Lee, we got uh, two caged birds played up, uh, queued up. So we're gonna let our listeners put their ear on that one since we're just talking about that. Sure. Sounds good to me. Here it comes. Yes, sir. Here it comes, everybody. You know the drill. Let your windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ear on this one. This is Mr. James Lee Baker with two caged birds. I like that. Thanks.
Well, I grew up, as, I, as we mentioned, I grew up in a religious family and community. And um, as I got older and I became an adult, I realized that um, there's a lot of hypocrisy in religion, uh, at least in religious communities. And not all religious communities, of course, but and not all things about religion are bad. But I, I just, um, I realized that, um, that, I, I needed to try and find my own personal relationship with, you know, whatever you would call God. Um, and, and so that was, this song is really more about that. It's about identifying that you are not part of a group and that you're an individual and that you came into this world by yourself. And, and, and some, and for me, it's just communing with nature because I find, and I find at times, at least my personal opinion, I find there is more sacredness and holiness in, in nature um, than in, in a room full of people. And, you know, even, even in the, in, in the stories of Jesus Christ, he, he went out into the wilderness for 30 days, you know, so he, wilderness is a place to go for, for communing and finding peace. And, and I think that that's, a, that's really a, kind of a fundamental element towards my relationship with what we call God. So that's what the song is about. Do you go out, do you camp and do you fish? Do you do stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, when I can, I like to do back. I like to backpack a lot. I like to hike and things like that. That explains a lot. That explains a lot. And gives you definitely that that peace and that air that you were just speaking of, you know. And sometimes, man, that's what people are not doing in our society now is uh, taking time to go and uh, smell the roses, as they say. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, here we go, everybody. Here's a Canadian River with Mr. James Lee Baker. Put your ear on this.
songs on this album are written by myself. Oh, man. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, I applaud you again, man. Your lyrics are uh, uh, definitely on point, uh, and they definitely tell a story, and everything that I've heard so far, you know, I'm hearing, um, you know, movie, um, you know, soundtrack type stuff, you know, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, man. You got some new fans on this end. Oh, thank you. 
you know, and I hear that a lot. It's like the universe is, is, um, keeps tapping me in the, on the forehead and I'm, you know, I need to get this stuff into licensing and, and get it into film and TV. Well, you got definitely a good start here because uh, my friends and I, you know, we have a hands in a lot of uh, TV and stuff here on the on the West Coast. Um, so that's why I was listening to your music, man. I'm 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 listening to the music, but I'm also seeing scenes in my head, you know, <laughs> just telling the story. So you know, it's crazy, but um, that's great. I'm sure you know we'll be talking again. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, well, thank. You. So, what else thank you got? You. What you. else you got coming up? Huh? I'm sorry, I'm didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying thank you and thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, so I've got I've got a lot of little things happening. I have an album that I'm working on. I'm, I've recorded seven out of ten songs. We may do more than ten, but that's the goal right now. I've written nine out of ten, so looking to do one more, maybe two or three. Um, and we'll plan on releasing the album towards the first of the year. Um, and so between now and then, I've got a lot of things going on. Most of it's behind the scenes. Um, we've got a single that just got released. There was that song the first time. Um, that's been released as of last week. And then, uh, like I said, I'm doing a music video this weekend in Denver, and we'll be putting that out in a few months as uh, the last single on the album. Um, that'll kind of cap off the fall uh, and, and winter of 2019 for this project. And then we'll move on to the next. And between now and then, I'm also doing a number of songwriting retreats. I'll be doing a retreat in July here in Colorado. And then I'll be doing another one in Connecticut and uh, on the Labor Day weekend. I've got a few conferences set up. Um, so a lot of things going on that are not really fan facing. I'm working on hiring a publicist and uh, for like my upcoming project, or at least doing like a PR campaign or something, as well as uh, you know radio campaigns and other stuff for the folk community specifically. So lot, lots of stuff behind the scenes. But yeah, should expect a music video out. Um, there's a current single out right now. Check it out, and then. Next year, we're putting out a new album, and the new album is going to be leaps and bounds, in my opinion, better than this current project. This great, this project was was a lot of fun, and we've had some success with it. But I think I really want to get to a point where, you know, Steve Martin said, "Be so good that they can't ignore you." So, so I I went to Blue Rock Studios in Austin, Texas, which is a, a an amazing studio that has some great artists that come through. Um, and I had I've had some top-notch um, players uh, as session musicians. So Roscoe Beck, who toured with Leonard Cohen, um, and he's worked with Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's doing bass, and then I've got Doug Pettibone, who toured with John Mayer and Jewel. And just a just a stellar cast of session musicians and producers that are going to like really put out I think a great solid project. All of the songs on that project have been curated by uh, several prominent songwriters, including Alice Paul and Robbie Hecht, a few others. So, getting the songs vetted and making sure lyrically and musically they are as, as in a, as good a shape as possible, and then recording them. So, I'm so excited to be releasing that next year and, and seeing what impact it may have in the industry. Well, that's fantastic. 
fantastic, and it makes you make sure that uh, you take it some time out and come back through and uh, chop it up with us again, so we can kind of keep up with you, what you got going on, and hear all the new stuff. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity and the support. Yes. So listen, we down to the last minute or so to show. So quickly, tell everybody where they can go get your music. Yeah, pretty much anywhere where you can download or stream digital music, you can find me. Uh, my name is James Lee Baker. Um, you can also go to my website, which is jamesleebaker.com. And my Instagram and Facebook username is, you guessed it, James Lee Baker. So um, just search for my name. I think you'll find what you're looking for. And uh, I think I'm on Twitter, but I'm not very active on that. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where you can find my stuff. Everybody, man, this is James Lee Baker, man. We appreciate you for coming through, Mr. Baker, and uh, hopefully you come through again, especially when you get your new stuff. But listen, uh, we're going to take our listeners home with you, James Lee. Here's uh, a town Blues, everybody. And uh, you can hear the show in its entirety worldwide in a few seconds, but put you on this one as you're riding, or you're sitting at home, or you're talking to your friend, whatever you're doing. Listen to this. Oh, yeah. In a cow town, the Bible belt had me tied down. I told myself I would leave one day, but then she came along, and here I stayed. The stockyard breeze is rolling in, that's the smell of money in the wind. There's hailstorms and tumbleweeds, no wonder there ain't no. Youngest kid. 